Welcome to episode 26 of Retrosonic Podcast. I'm Steve from Retroman Blog, and I'm joined today by my regular colleague, legendary rock photographer, Paul Slattery. Good evening. Good evening, Paul. How have you been recently? Uh, bad. Yeah? I've been in the depths of cold. Cold and flu. Cold and flu. Yeah, it's been... Yeah, three weeks of nastiness, just recovering, yeah. but looking forward to spring. Yeah. And getting it? out and going to see a few gigs. I say it's been putting a bit of a cramp on your rock and roll lifestyle, hasn't it? This well, it always right? does, doesn't it, when you have a cold? Yeah. Oh, you know. oh, I mean, in the old days when I was younger, I just used to drink it better. <laughs> yeah. Now, I just drink it worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sitting here with our um, herbal tea, and uh, let's kick off with the bittersweet and out of sight, out of mind. You say you love me. psychedelic rock from 1967 and that was the bittersweet and out of sight out of mind uh, it was uh, released on mgm records and it was uh, a great seven inch single the, the b-side is also as good i didn't know which one to play it's one of those records where they got a great a and a b-side 
And um, but check this, check out the B side as well. Is it on or is it off? Both great uh, tracks. Excellent tracks, Steve. And, like it. Uh, yeah, bit a sweet. That's right, bit a sweet. That's yeah. what they're called, and they're from Long Island. And don't really know that much about them. You know, they only released one album, which wasn't quite as good as a single. Uh, the album's called Hypnotic One. Well, it just joins the uh, joins the many of those uh, one single wonders, doesn't yeah, it? That's right. Yeah, it's a great track. You know, I remember when we did an interview with Graham Day of the Prisoners for our when he was with the Forefathers, and we did the Retrosonic podcast interview, which you can check out. And he was talking about this was just before he was doing the senior service. You know, his the, the cinematic instrumental band. You know, Prisoners always did a lot of instrumental. Uh, tracks throughout their career and Graham said that he always wanted to be in a band that featured in one of those sort of um, hippie movies in the 60s you know when you see the party scene and all the hippie kids are dancing and freaking out and smoking pot and trashing the house and there's always a band in the corner playing this sort of psychedelic wig out music and Graham said he always wanted to be in one of those bands I thought that was really funny you know especially when you think about senior service you know that's the sort Mm. of music they play and actually the bittersweet did appear they actually appeared in one of those sort of movies, they were one of those bands, you know, and they didn't. Oh. They don't sound that dissimilar to. And um, what ba- to a what uh, movie was that then? Oh, you'll love this one. We're going to have to rent this one from the library. It was called Blonde on a Bum Trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's got to be sixty-seven or sixty-eight, hasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Exactly. You know? So, oh, I can't wait to see it. Actually, yeah, so we'll have to get that one. You know, so it was. Uh, it just made me, made me laugh. It made me think about <laughs> Graham Day and his, um, you know, his dream of becoming being in one of those bands you know it's, uh, it's great good and um i've got to admit that i broke a promise i'm sorry i know i made a promise to you once i'd never ever go back to the o2 islington academy again uh, most hated venue in london but sorry i did um i went back because the blue aeroplanes played and that was that was one of those sort of real catch-22 situations like you got the blue aeroplanes back with a fantastic new album, playing a gig in London, a big, quite high-profile gig. And where do they choose to play? It's the Islington Academy, you know, but... Uh, uh, Bouncers give you a hard time? Um, no, I must admit, in all honesty, it wasn't so bad this time. The sound was awful, the lights were awful, but and it's just a soulless place, isn't it? You know, it's a... It's horrible. But the band were great, they made up for it. I mean, when you've got about six or seven members in the band all jumping around, leaping about, it... it it makes up for it, you know. And they they were fantastic. And it, I, I mean, I've been watching that, that band through various sort of uh, stages in their career over the years. And I think now they're actually released an album which already is going to be my number one album of 2017 uh, called Welcome Stranger. And I, I, I can't see it being bettered. I mean, it's only just been released. Uh, it's absolutely stunning album. Every track is brilliant on it. And the, they played the whole album live, you know, throughout. And it just, it, you know, when... Normally, a band says we're going to play new songs. You'll run off to the bar, don't you? You know, but mm. they, they were, it was great and well, I, form. We better hear one. Okay, one well, of the songs, Steve. This is a great track, um, and they did also release a good video of this, so you can check this out on YouTube. And it's called Elvis Festival. You know that you gotta beg it with fries. You gotta analyze that. How bright spot in a world of evil. You get on a train to the Elvis Festival. The drinks are free at the Elvis Festival. 
drinks in red, white and blue At the Elvis Festival Girls talk to you At the Elvis Festival Yeah, you know what you're gonna do At the Elvis Festival You sing Badly But no one cares You are Jumpsuit is getting stained. He's not sure if this is the right train for that Elvis festival. His wife sewed on the sequins, but he made the cape himself. He's been saving his money all year for the Elvis festival. Elvis festival, build our lives. Elvis festival, where no one dies. There's an empty chair in the vestibule. A lover who's gone nowhere. All the kids drop ash on the carpet, or would if they could. Now trains are good, as are cars and planes. But best of all, is the train to the Elvis Festival. Elvis Festival. You sing. And that was a great blue airplanes with um, Elvis Festival from their brand new album Welcome Stranger, which is definitely worth uh, getting hold of. And uh, going back, I mean, we were going to do it looking back on 2016, weren't we? But we, uh, we it's too late that. to do that it's now, Steve. It's almost Easter. So <laughs> I think I ripped, ripped up the best albums of 2016, the best. So mm. sorry, everybody, but um, you know, there, but there were some good albums released throughout the year. And mm. um, but it's, it's too late now to look back on everything. And there's so much going on, mm. so much new stuff coming out. But um, going back a little bit, we did start off the year last year with it with one of our Retroman blog gigs with Graham Day's band, The Senior Service, and we had. French boutique come over from Paris to play and they went down really well didn't they on the night they were fantastic you know great and they, what a great band great band great people and they just went down the storm and everyone loved them and they've just released uh, their debut album um, although they've released a few EPs over the, the, the years you know they've just got around to releasing their full debut album and it's another great record from last year um, probably one of my best records of 2016 uh, this is French boutique and Le Casse <laughs> Millimètre 
Gallic pop modern soul there, wasn't it, Paul? Do you like that one as well? Uh, full of Gallic charisma. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Absolutely. They are, uh, they're a great band. Fantastic to watch live. Yes. Brilliant yeah. live band mm. and uh, thoroughly enjoyable. One of the best bands I saw last year. Really? Oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah, they did go down well live, didn't they? You know, and um, the album is another great record. Really strong album. That I reckon that's probably one of my top five albums of last year. They are really good live, though. I mean, yeah. they work hard on stage, and uh, they're great to photograph. Just yeah. lovely. Gabriella, she's she's fantastic. Yeah. Great lead singer, and um, yeah. uh, boy, can she uh, can she swing the mic? Yeah, she's good, great. She? Yeah, That's and uh, they're they're a really superb band. I'd love to see them again. Bands like French Boutique have just got. Uh, and quelque chose d'autre, as they say in France. Sorry? S- something, <laughs> uh, something else. Something else. Yeah, they do, yeah. A certain got, something else. Yeah, and they had um, Olivier Popincourt play the Hammond, didn't he? He joined them to play Hammond for the gig at the Half Moon, and he released a great album, a solo album, which we played a track on before last year, and, and that, that added to it as well, having the mm. sound, you know, bolstered by the Hammond and... And Graham Lentz, the DJ, was playing the bongo. So there was all there was a bit of a bigger lineup, you know. It was, it was great. It went down really well at the Half Moon. Well, uh, French boutique, très bien. Ah, easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's fast turning into an episode of Allo Allo, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And another band we um, photographed, or you photographed, and I just hung around uh, last year. Well, that's not so much a band as a a collaboration with Five Billion in Diamonds, which was an interesting sort of um, discovery, wasn't it, last year? And I don't know how you can describe it, really. A sort of multi-international collaboration of different people, really organised by Butch Vig, you know, the producer and the drummer of uh, Garbage, and he produced Nevermind. And starring on vocals. And starring on vocals. Ebert Lundberg from uh, the soundtrack of our lives. But the, the whole album is a, is a mix of, of so many different people. You know, it's... Um, it, it, so Butch Vig is, is the main producer along with James Matthews, the sort of DJ and producer, and Andy Spaceland. And the album features contributions from Ebert from Soundtrack of Our Lives, um, Damien O'Neill from The Undertones and The Everlasting Air and That Petrol Motion, um, and, and various people, you know, a lot of them were involved with um, that sort of Bristol scene, Portishead, Massive Attack, uh, and then Spiritualized. So it's an interesting album. I've heard a sneak preview and it's brilliant. It's really, really laid back. It's, it's, a, it's a great, soulful album, you know, lots of different sort of moods in there. And we're very lucky to have an exclusive track. We've got an edit today, which Excellent. you haven't heard yet either, have you? It's been so no, exclusive. I no, not at all. It's been locked away in a vault right. on the pain of death. <laughs> okay. Unless anyone heard it. And um, <laughs> here's a great track, and this is featuring Ebert Lundberg on vocals, and this is called Broken Wing. Here 
heard from James Matthews today, um, and he said that the album is actually uh, due for release now on the 14th of July. And I think there's going to be an announcement with a, a single preceding that on the 3rd of April. So keep that date in the diary and check out uh, 5 uh, Billion in Diamonds website or Facebook page right. for the announcement. And um, hopefully, I don't know how they'd do it with all the different people involved, but if they could get a gig together, mm. can you imagine that? Well, Ebert's, Ebert's fantastic live. He's one of the great live singers ever, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he's one of those things that puts the fear of God up you when he sings, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah. But but he's 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 a great singer. He's a great singer, Ebert. And um, I, I wish um, the um, the Five Billion Diamonds, uh, you know, all the best with their with their production. Yeah, that'd be good. And we went down to um, Press Play Studios, uh, which is run by Andy from used to be in Stereo Lab. In South London, and we took some pictures of Ebert recording some vocals, and um, we did, uh, which you can see on the blog. Uh, so check out the Retroman blog and search for in the archive for Five Billion Diamonds. You can see some pictures. And um, excellent. And um, one th- person that probably sticks out for me recently, and certainly uh, last year, is um, Mick Head of um, Shack. And I rediscovered Liverpool last year. I went up to see the. Um, You're a big fan, aren't you? Oh, God, I was just... I, I haven't been there for years, and I went up to see the jam exhibition, um, that fantastic jam exhibition that was held up there. It was originally in Somerset House in London. They moved it up to Liverpool. Oh, it was a stunning exhibition, and um, I went up there, um, saw the exhibition, and I just... Just as I rediscovered Liverpool, I, loved, I, I just fell in love with it, and we had such a great time. And then Mick Head was playing a, a gig at St George's Hall in Liverpool in December with his new band, Red Elastic Band, and we decided to go back up to Liverpool again, and uh, and we saw him up there, and it was just such a uh, moving show. It was so great in his, in his hometown, and he's playing uh, tracks from all all his different uh, stages of his career, from the Strands and obviously Shaq, and uh, and it was uh, such a wonderful gig. And then he played in London um, a few weeks ago at the Social, at the head run by Heavenly Records. And it was just a, an acoustic gig, just him, just him on his own. And again, it's one of those special nights. He's got so many, it's a wealth of great material. He's such a lovely guy, really good humour. And um, it's just, so, so you, know, I, you know, I'm getting all emotional now. So you are, well, you better play a track, haven't you? Yeah, I have to play a track, yeah. So this is an oldie, but it's a goodie. This is um, a track from Shaq, uh, from their Water Pistol album. And this is Dragonfly.
And that was Shack and Dragonfly from their Water Pistol album. That was their second album. Uh, it was released in 1995. Um, Great track, Steve. A long story behind that album. They um, It was actually re- recorded in, uh, I think, 91, but they, they the studio burnt down. They lost all the master tapes, apart from one. I think the producer had it. And there's some story that he lost, left it in the back of a cab or something bizarre. <laughs> I don't know how apocryphal this is, but um, then they managed to track down the... It ended up on some German record label releasing the, the album uh, or something strange like that. But it's um, it, it's a it's a real classic album, and I could have chosen anything from throughout his career, but I thought that's just a really special track. You know, lost tapes. We'll talk about lost tapes later on. Oh yeah, we've got another good lost tape album. Yeah, we've got we? another lost tape album <laughs> coming up. Yeah. yeah, we'll get onto that later. You know. But that's great. And Mick Head is, um, well, sorry, Michael Head. I should say now, Michael Head and the Red Elastic Band. Uh, he's releasing his um, debut album with the Red Elastic Band, and that's called Adios Senor Pussycat, and that will be released hopefully spring, late spring, summer on Violet Records. So it's going to be something really special as well. And next up, we have got um, another brand new release um, from our pals, The Past Tense. And this is a brand new single, which they've released, they've self-released it. It's, it's a great package. They've got a clear vinyl single or hand package with all numbered and uh, there's a postcard and a badge a lot of love has gone into it and it's a beautiful beautifully packaged thing you know i'm really pleased for the guys they put a lot of effort into this i got a feeling that the clear vinyl version is probably sold out now it's limited edition um in sort of conjunction with glory boy radio and alan may and i think they they plugged it and promoted it really well so i've got a feeling they've all gone (laughs) But you might still be able to get um, a good old black vinyl version and it's well worth getting. And um, this is the past tense and the new single, Never Enough.
great past tense and their new single which is out now on seven inch vinyl and it's called never enough and and you can check the blog for all the links on all the bands and um, where you can buy all these records there's no point in me going through all the links as we as we talk we just um, i put a a feature up on the blog to go along with the podcast and obviously please do check that out uh, www.retromanblog.com and uh, you can see all the links to all the bands and, uh, and all the tracks that we're we're playing and uh, featuring along the way. And obviously now it's we're into 2017, and uh, I suppose this is the year that we're going to see a lot of these. Um, 40th anniversary of 1977 punk everything is going to be 1977 now isn't it i mean last year we said about 76 and there was all a lot of the big punk things but like you mentioned i think that wasn't that many records actually came out in 76 no but loads came out in 77 77 was when all the records came out yeah um i got a really interesting little package through the post um i'd like to thank mark chatterton from the uh time and matter uk subs website which i think you've put some of your pictures of the subs up and he um, obviously passed on my contact details to 17 Records and they sent me a nice little package of this uh, album that they're going to release soon um, uh, which is from a Birmingham original 77 punk band called TVI and I, I must admit I didn't know much about them at all and um, I think he in the, in the sort of press release they sum it up really well here it says here as, the, as they say that the, the 2017 is going to see many bands celebrating the 40th anniversary of their 1977 debut records but there won't be many from 1977 actually making their debut some 40 years later in 2017. 17 records are cobbled together some rehearsals and some demos and some studio recordings of uh, TBI. And uh, they've sent me this package and they're going to release the album on red vinyl, limited to 300 copies. I think they were regulars at the Barbarellas, the Birmingham Punk Club. And they're, they have some celebrity fans of Duran Duran and Stephen Duffy from Lilac Time. And so we'll check out the blog and we'll do a little feature on them. And here's a track from the album called Repartee. Yeah. <laughs> 
was uh, repartee from TBI, and uh, it's a great uh, little punk track. From well, that's 77. a classic two-minute slice of punk from 77, Steve. One and a half minutes. <laughs> One and a half minutes? Uh, no, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, just under two minutes. Uh, just yeah. under two, yeah, 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 it's great. Yeah. I was just, we were saying earlier about how many how many one-off bands there were it must have been in 1977 going back to like those the 60s and all the nuggets isn't it all these one-hit wonders and well, they're discovering all these bands there's loads and loads of one-hit wonders I mean I've got I've got boxes of um, 1977 punk singles safely stashed away in a bank vault somewhere actually yeah, you know because they're so rare and hard yeah, to get yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go back and wipe the dust off this year and uh, spin spin them and yeah, yeah. The, well, we, uh, we should do a pot, uh, we should do a 1977 one-off punk we will We'll do the one-off punk special yeah. from '77 yeah, that's a good uh, this idea, summer. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll get around to that. But um, yeah, yeah. Thanks, uh, Seventeen Records, and uh, good luck with the album. Uh, it's a interesting um, little package, as I say. It's always nice to get something from the postie, you know. And talking of 40th anniversaries, um, you've been uh, working with um, Ronnie Gurr, the journalist, on uh, a book by the Skids. Yeah. Uh, I have, indeed. Uh, Ronnie Gurr, who uh, used to be a journalist on uh, Record Mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a photographer up on Sounds magazine, and we shared um, offices just above Covent Garden Station back in the uh, late 70s, 80s. And uh, everybody knew each other, and it was Tuesday afternoon, mm-hmm. mostly spent in the pub, quite <laughs> frankly, you know, <laughs> chatting about right. which gigs that we'd been to, which mm-hmm. gigs we were going to see. But... Uh, Ronnie's uh, very good friends with the Skids, uh, being a Scotsman himself, and um, he told me, he called me up recently and said um, the Skids are back together and uh, they're going to be touring this mm-hmm. spring, which is fantastic because I really love the Skids. Yeah, well, me too. I mean, they were one of the bands, you know, because I was a bit too young for the original punk wave, so bands like the Ruts and the Skids and the buzz, the later part of the Buzzcocks and that, you know, when the around the 79, 80 period, 78, 79, mm. was that, that's what I grew up with, and the, and the Skids were one of my favourite bands. I mean, Into the Valley is, is still one of my classic singles, one of my favourites, you know. And they're out on tour to celebrate their um, 14th anniversary, aren't they, in uh, May and June, you know, they're doing some dates. That's right, and um, they're also doing a new album. Oh, right, yeah. That's going to be good, isn't it? And that's called Burning Cities, isn't it? They're, going to, they're recording that at the moment, up, yeah. in, up, up in Scotland. Okay, good. That seems to be going really well, according yeah. to Ronnie, and uh, he's listened to a few of the tracks so far, and uh, there's nothing finished yet, though. Mm. But uh, hopefully when there's um, uh, something finished, he'll send us a track to play in our next podcast. Okay. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah. And tell us a little bit about the book itself. It's, it's a photo book. It's really just compiling... Uh, Ronnie was... Uh, was very fond of these books produced by a little publishing company called Cafe Royale Books, which are limited edition books in a black and white book, photo books in an A5 format. Mm-hmm. They come out in editions of 500 or so. Yeah. And um, uh, as an homage to them, he's decided to put out some rock photo books in the same, in, in, in a similar Mm. kind of style which is a a5 format with um 40 or so pages mm. and black and white yeah uh on um, on various bands and uh, he's um uh he's already done a book on U2 with Andy Phillips and uh he's done uh he's going to be doing a a, a book on the clash 
mm -hmm. uh, by Virginia Turbot, some great pictures there. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's asked me to, to uh, dig into my archive and uh, dig out my pictures of the skids. Oh. So I'm going to do a little book. I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to do um, a little book for uh, Ronnie for his um, hanging around uh, books editions. Okay. And hopefully that will be coming out so it'll be ready to go on tour with the band when they do their tour. Oh, so it will be available at the merchandise desk. Yeah, that's right. It'll be oh, available at the merchandise desk. Great. You've chosen a track um, by the Skids, one of your favourite songs, and which one have you gone for? Well, I've gone for uh, I've gone for Circus Games by the Skids. I think it's a great track. It, well, they were coming to the end of their career, actually, um, which was quite sad. But I mean, for me, this is uh, this is one of their great tracks, Circus Games.
And that was the Skids and their single Circus Games. Uh, great record. And wh so, when did you first see the Skids? Well, I first some, first saw them at the old Red Cow in Hammersmith. Yeah, we were looking at some pictures, and it's like they're on this little stage, and they're tiny jumping, little stage. They're leaping about, and the audience is <laughs> leaping about. You've got some great photos. Yeah, they've all got their tops off. It's yeah. a hot, sweaty gig, you know. <laughs> tiny little place yeah, with the yeah. jam played in there as well. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was, it was an amazing gig. Yeah, and I just thought, wow, this is this is a great band, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was it was uh, the roof was quite low, and I think Richard hit the roof a couple of times actually. <laughs> you know, and then you've, you so you had um, a picture on the, on the cover of Sound, a couple of pitch covers, didn't you on Sound? Yeah, I went up to uh, I went up to Dunfermline uh, and uh, photographed them up there. Yeah, walking around Dunfermline in the old Dunfermline Abbey, had a great day yeah. up there. Yeah, that's you know, to a gig up there. It was great. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing the, the book. I mean, the, I've seen the pictures and I, uh, they're, they're fantastic. And I think any yeah. Skids fan or any any sort of fan of rock photography is going to love that book. You know, it's captured the band in their prime. They're going to love the books. Hanging, yeah. hanging around books, watch out for them. And Ronnie will have yeah. the site up and running fairly soon, I imagine. Excellent. Well, again, we'll put a link up to the... As soon as the books are out, we'll, we'll put a link up and mention them. Uh, and one thing we, we were talking about when we were playing that full blast through the speakers was how great the production is on that which is not often the case in a lot of those 80s early 80s records who do sound so dated but that really does sound so fantastic now doesn't it you know i mean blasting out the speakers it doesn't sound dated at all and then we were checking who produced it and that was produced by mick glossop who's done who's got a fantastic cv i mean gosh i mean we could do a podcast just with his releases and that reminded you of one of your favourite um, well, yeah, bands. And then we found out that he he um, he, he produced a single as well. And uh, tell us a little bit about this one. He uh, produced um, tourist information by the Tours. Well, Tours are a great band from Bournemouth. I went uh, I went down to see them play in Bournemouth back in in seventy eight, and um, they were at, at the time that they had a lot of airplay with um, with their self released single Language School. And he'd, uh, John Peel had played it on 50 consecutive nights on Radio 1. Really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he loved it that much. <laughs> and, then, and then in 79, I saw them play a couple of gigs, most notably up at the uh, Hope and Anchor. Okay. Uh, in Islington. And uh, they were really going to go somewhere, I thought. Yeah. The songs were fantastic, with Ronnie and Richard both writing and singing their own songs. Yeah. And then um, uh, there was a bidding war, and I think they got signed by Virgin for about 250,000 quid, which is a, wow. a huge amount of money at the time. Yeah, yeah. But I think that put a lot of pressure on the band, and I think the, the um, A&R people wanted, um, wanted Ronnie and Richard to change the members of the band. Mm. And that led to friction, and the band split up. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad tale, isn't it? You know? And then you were contacted... Few years back, weren't you? Out of the blue, by um... by Derek Hammond. Yeah, uh, Derek was a huge Tours fan, and he found all the bits and pieces of the Tours recordings. Yeah, and got them together, and finally brought out um, their very first album in two thousand and ten. Yeah. Uh, Tours, the album of the year that never was. <laughs> and it's right. an absolutely brilliant well, it album. Is, isn't it? It's a classic record, and it would that you know. I mean. They were on a par with bands like, you know, The Jam, The Chords, for those sort of really great sort of power pop records. And they, they would have been, The Vapors, they sound like that, and they would have been 
I'm sure they could have been a big success, you know. Yeah. Especially around that time. Oh, they would have been huge if they'd stayed together. They, yeah. they were they were just a wonderful band, and uh, this is this record is is certainly one of my favourite records of all time. Yeah. If I looked out on my iPod and look at the plays, <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably yeah. you know the grooves on yeah. <laughs> on my on my player are worn deep, <laughs> you know, with with play. <laughs> Quite frankly, you're on a par with John Peel's fifty consecutive nights. Then, I think. but uh, you know, talking about Mick Glossop, um, he it was Mick who uh, who also um, produced um, Tourist Information, which we'll hear now. Let's play it. This is Tours and Tourist Information. and tourist information that's a brilliant record absolutely brilliant uh, record isn't it it's, it's unbelievable I absolutely love it and it's such a shame that they never really you know um, made it you know I mean but the record itself is, is, is brilliant you know it does work as an album it does it really works as an album Derek did a fantastic job tracking down all the all the, all the tracks and um, and it's got your photos some of your photos you've got band, my some of my pictures in there as well some of my old pictures of the band I would just love to see you get together and do some gigs, please. One day, Richard, come back from New York. Just kick, just knock the acting on the head for a few months, and come and do some gigs. All right. Oh, that'd be great. Make an old man happy. <laughs> and uh, another band that you um, you photographed back in the day um, with a fall, and I saw them recently down in Southampton. I went down there and it was uh, it was a great gig. I've seen the fall again over the years of various guises, you know. Mark Smith didn't whack you around the head with a the microphone then. No, no, he was he was on pretty oh. good behaviour. Was, oh, was he? It was. I was at. It, it was so freaky, you know, because 
I mean, I was there with some friends and um, we were talking about the last time I saw him was at the <laughs> Islington Academy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that <laughs> story. <laughs> and again, my hated venue. And, and he had this support act of this video cut-up DJ, Safi Sniper. I, I, I still I get cold shivers if I mention that name. And he was playing for about an hour before and, and the winding everybody up. The audience was going mad. I was with a Swedish friend of mine who was learning a few choice words of English that night, I must say, as everyone was shouting at this DJ to get off. And... Um, the fall came on and they, they they were great, but it was again the usual um, antagonistic Marky Smith. Um, and, and but this time it, it was great. They were on time. Uh, they had a great support band, Boningen, the Japanese sort of psychedelic rock band. who were fantastic. It went down really well. Venue was good. They were, they came on stage on time. They nailed it. They played. He he was in a good humour. He even smiled. I think. But I, I hear he did. I hear the band's blinding. Yeah, they they sound fantastic. I mean, I didn't. I, I, they, it was all pretty much new material, and as usual, they, they don't pander to the audience. There's no coming out playing the greatest hits or anything, <laughs> you know. But one track. Oh, don't um, ask the greatest hits. You get the mic definitely thrown at you. That's right, exactly, <laughs> you <know. laughs> but um, one of the few tracks that I actually did recognise um, from the album Imperial Wax Solvent, and this was a track that they kicked the set off with, and it blew the, the tin roof off the, ven- the venue. And it's, uh, it's called Wolf Kid Old Man, and here's the fourth.
Wow, that's great. One in a fall. They've still got it, haven't they? No, oh, they have. That may be totally oh, wired totally listening wired. to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean when you I mean when you photographed the fall back in when when did you first meet them? 70, oh, 78. Like, 78, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you took a lot of their early I did, early got took loads of early pictures of Mark and yeah. the band, yeah, and all yeah. these various band lineups, you yeah, know. Yeah. Mark Riley. Well, I know you Mark know Riley, Riley was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but would you have imagined back then that they would have still been going? Well, were they, were they one uh, band that you would have thought of? I tell you what, I mean, I, I would like to, I think we should look in, anybody who's a Fall fan um, should look in Wikipedia and see how many people have been in the Fall. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually looked yet, oh, but I'm sure it, it runs to hundreds. It will break the internet. But, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that Mark's always had a great band. Yes, he has, doesn't he? Yeah, whatever lineup he's got, it, he always gets it uh, gets it right, doesn't he? And the new band are so powerful. You know, they they just hammer along. You know, it's pretty relentless stuff. You know, but uh, it, was a, it was a great gig. You know, and the the venue was in the middle of this industrial estate which um, sounds a bit familiar if you're a Fall fan. So what did you think of Mark when you, when you worked with him? Was he a genial? Was he a nutter? Was he... I was a complete nutter, Mark. Was he? <laughs> oh, God almighty, you know. I mean, he'd... Uh, Mark liked his drink, probably still does. Liked to fag, liked other things to smoke. He'd just whack you around the head if you didn't like what you were saying. <laughs> but he was funny. Very yeah. humorous guy, Mark. I mean, yeah. I, I knew him when he was quite young. And um, he, he, he's always had that sense of black humor, which is, uh, which is great. You yeah. know, he's, uh, he's not, he's, uh, he'll definitely snap you out of any sense of lethargy that you might be in if you go to yeah. a fall gig. Well, definitely, you know, and talk about a sense of danger. I remember one of my favourite photos of, of, of yours that you took of the fall is when he's, you're on a train and he's got his head sticking out of the train window and you're taking a picture of him <laughs> with his head out of the train yeah, window. Yeah, because he used to live up in Prestwich and we were going up, we were going into Manchester that day and uh, of course that was when the train was still running before they put the tramway in up there. Yeah. But yeah, stuck his head out the window and I took, stuck my head out the window and he's, he, yeah. you know, he just he stuck, stuck yeah. his tongue out. I mean, brilliant yeah. picture. That's a yeah. great picture, you know, and I think yeah, that's, been in, that's been featured in a couple of books, isn't it? On the yeah, board, yeah, right? yeah, it's, it's a know. classic full yeah. shot. Yeah. It's definitely pre-health and safety. Yeah, it, you know? <laughs> very pre-health and safety and, uh, you know, that's it. That smile all over. Always got yeah. a, a slight smile on his face. Yeah, great. And yeah. My, one of my mates... Trevor, he even got a selfie with Marky Smith. <laughs> Could you believe it? So he was in great humour. You know, I mean, it was. It's nice to see it, and um, yeah, fantastic. And I think they're going to have a new. I mean, they must be releasing a new album soon because the pretty much all the tracks they played uh, were, were new to me. Excellent. And one thing that keeps catching my eye on your turntable is this wonderful fluorescent pink record. I don't know what. It, what what's that? That is a fantastic 10-inch pink vinyl uh, record. It's a EP of Johnny Thunders called Real Times. And where did you get this from? No, I was contacted recently by a very nice chap called Ronan Gua, mm -hmm. who runs um, Remarkable Records. Okay. And Remarkable Records is a little project that Ronan has set up to re-release um, Johnny Thunder's recordings from uh, 1978. 
Oh, right, when he was over in the UK. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, to re-release a lot of the tracks from the So Alone album. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great record, isn't it? Well, it is a great record, but uh, Ronan's, uh, Ronan's re-release is a hell of a lot better, in my oh. opinion. Yeah, because the original sound, I mean, especially on the CD version, is, is pretty ropey, isn't it? So, oh, it's... I mean, he's remastered it, has he? I think he's remastered it, and uh, it sounds fantastic. And he's, he's released a great um, EP... Uh, it's called the EP is called Real Times and it's a beautiful 10 inch in pink vinyl yeah yeah. pink vinyl in the UK yeah it looks great and blue vinyl in the USA oh pink and blue and also in uh, another EP in yellow vinyl Daddy Rolling Stone <laughs> okay right and he's released um, the So Alone album in two 12 inches uh, and uh, in coloured vinyl in Europe. Excellent. Oh, yeah, it's so um, it's a little labour of love for Ronan. Yeah. And uh, I think this summer he'll be also releasing a... Uh, I think there's a record coming out with um, Johnny Thunders and Patsy Paladin. I mean, that was an amazing... Uh, on the So Alone, if you look at the the uh, the people who uh, were involved in the So Alone recording, it's a list of um, some of the of the great rock and rollers from 78, isn't it? It is. I mean, I'm looking at your the sleeve here. It's a lovely um, booklet. Here you've got um, Steve Jones from The Pistols, Phil Linnett from, obviously, Thin Lizzy, Paul Cook, Peter Perrett from The Only Ones. That's right. Steve <laughs> you know? Jones. Yeah. Paul Gray from The Damned and the Eddie and the Hot Rod. Chrissy Hind. Yes. Yeah. And Steve Marriott. Wow. Steve mm. Marriott appears on one track on yeah. David Rolling Stone playing uh, piano, harmonica and vocals from Small Faces. Uh, it's a great record. And um, oh, we could have picked any track, couldn't we? We're going to play Leave Me Alone. It's a right great piece of Johnny Thunder's rock.
a classic track from Johnny Thunders, uh, Leave Me Alone. And that's um, been released on an EP from Remarkable Records, and uh, well worth checking out. Check them out, uh, Remarkable Records with a Q. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, check them out, and uh, you can uh, you can buy your album and then get your, your, get your download at the same time. And another great guitarist um, is uh, releasing his debut solo album. Um, should be just been released now, I think. And uh, John Hoyles from the Swedish band Spiders, who we've seen and photographed and, and loved. Um, he's a guitarist in the Gothenburg bass band, and he's just released his um, debut solo album called Night Flight on Crusher Records. And here's a great track, and it's called Talking About You. <laughs> I'm talking about you from his uh, solo album Night Flight, which is out now on vinyl and cassette, uh, retro cassette. Um, Has anybody got a cassette player these days? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> must must do. Are they starting to remake Walkmans then? Well, yeah, because we had O Gunquick release their <laughs> yeah. P on cassette, and right. John Hoyles' album's on cassette, so I guess right. 
I don't know. It must be um, must be back in fashion again. You know, they, maybe they are. <laughs> I think they must. Be. Yeah, I ought to get my. I ought to. I ought to get my. I was going to throw my old cassette player away. Maybe I'll get it fixed. Yeah, definitely. You know, <laughs> we might need it to play something on the podcast because we can't put it in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> great. That's, that's a great track, and um, and he said he's been listening to a lot of those early Stiff records, and I think you can probably tell you know and on the album he's actually got a uh, a cover of um larry wallace's police car you know, pink fairies uh, good classic old of early you know early motorhead on Stiff early records motorhead and, and all that and um uh, damned and i think he's mm. obviously taken that into the new album and it's a uh, it's great uh, the album's only it's really short about eight tracks it's a you know all the songs are just about two oh, or I three love, minutes long I, I love that larry wallace album uh, it's it's good. It's it's a good album, and, and Crusher Records is a, is a great label as well. And it's um, it's, it's good to, for him to get that out. You know, mm. right? And uh, we've got another brand new release. It's a lot of new stuff, isn't it, for our so so called retro podcast? Yeah, we've got um, well, everything's new. You know, we'll retro got, it up this summer. Yeah, I think we'll do that. But um, yeah. we've got another brand new release um, from our good friends of Fallen Leaves and Hot on the Desert Booted Heels of their. Punk Rock for Gentlemen compilation. They've released a brand new album of new material and it's called What We've All Been Waiting For. And here's a track called Funny World. It's a funny world Full of funny girls Men in funny times Telling funny lines Watching it all funny Funny girls and boys Play with funny toys Funny aches and ills Treating people
And that's uh, a great track from The Fallen Leaves, from their new album, and that's called Funny World. And the band will have a new release, a new album release party at the Hope and Anchor, where they're doing a residency, uh, their minimum R&B club. Um, and that's on the 18th of March. And Almost St. Patrick's Night. Is it? Yeah, it is. Almost St. Patrick's Night. It's the day after St. Patrick's Night. So I'll enjoy myself doubly up there. Doubling, yeah, yeah, yeah. with a Guinness, you know, but... Uh, uh, a great, uh, a great new album, and it's good to have some new material because we've heard these songs live <laughs> for quite a while now. Well, we have, you know, but they are such a great band live, aren't they? Yeah, one, one of the best. You know, I mean, certainly one of the best around at the moment. And if anyone wants to go and see it, have a great night of, of rock and roll, raw garage rock, punk, whatever, go down to Hope and Anchor at one of their minimum R and B club nights, and they always have good support bands. Fantastic. Jeff Monday DJ, and it's it's a great fun night, and it's it all is. the old twelve bar crowd, isn't it? Cause it is. It's the, the twelve bar, bar crowd. It's really good. Punk rock for gentlemen. Yes, indeed. Yep. That includes us, Steve. Simple in songs for complex know. people. <laughs> Simple songs for complex people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, uh, but um, they every time I go and see them play, they. They never do other than a great gig, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. They're just, they're, they are really superb. And they've been, in fact, I think they've got better since uh, since Buddy joined the band. Yeah, because Brett Buddy Ascot from The Chords is now drumming with them. And um, it's sad to see Bill go, wasn't it? He was a great, and Bill I think Bill great. actually plays on the album, but um, Bill's a great guy, but Buddy's come in and... You know, change the dynamic a little bit, and um, they're they're putting on some 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 great shows at the moment. And uh, of course, they've got Rob Simmons from Subway Sect. Rob is just uh, Rob's Rob's just a singular guitarist. I mean, I don't think there's anybody in the world that can thrush the guitar as brilliantly as Rob does. That's right. It's worth it. Worth the entrance fee alone, isn't it? Just, just to, to see him. Yeah. 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 So, yeah Rob, get in that corner, thrush that guitar. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Yeah. He's he's brilliant, and uh, they're a great charismatic band. Mm. Rob Green, one of the best. The man who has a tea break on stage. That's right, exactly. The only man. Yeah, <laughs> and um, he's he's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And don't forget, we've got our special Retrosonic podcast mm. with the Fallen Leaves, um, which is is fascinating if we're talking about early punk and that, because obviously Subway Sex were were banging there even pre seven. They were sort of seventy six, mm. weren't they? Right in the early days and. Rob, um, two Robs talk about their career going through the, right from the, the early days of all the early punk and picking out some of their favourite tracks along the way. And it's two episodes of, of that, and they're probably two, well, getting on to our most popular podcast, you know, because they're a fascinating mm. story and well worth checking out. They are. And let's not forget Matthew on bass. Oh, yeah, Matthew is fantastic, you know, of course. They're all um, all characters, aren't they? They've all got their they own are. individual character. And, but uh, live, they are they are really, really superb band. And, you know, when they do their gigs in the in the Hopanag, of course, this this that venue yeah. has, uh, you know, that's, that's a classic old rock and roll venue. You think yeah. of the bands that have played in there. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. In fact, I saw the tours there. I saw Elvis Costello play there. So yeah. UK Subs play there. Saw lots of bands play there, yeah, and uh, it's prisoners play there. Saw the prisoners play there, exactly. And uh, the damned recorded the video for New Rose, one of the early punk videos. There, talking about it's, early punk records. It's yeah. it's a great night out. Yeah, the Hope and Echo, classic rock and roll venue. Fallen Leaves can't go wrong. Yeah, March eighteenth. You got anything else on the horizon, Paul? Yeah, we've out? got uh, we've got the Medway Weekend of two thousand seventeen coming up at the Hundred Club. 
in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, on the weekend of the 3rd to the 5th of March, we've got uh, um, Friday the 3rd, we've got The Claim and Bob Collins, Vic Templer uh, playing at the 100 Club. And on day two, on Saturday the 4th of March, we've got Graham Day and the Forefathers and the Lem Price Three. Mm-hmm. And on day three, on Sunday the 5th of March, we've got the Masonics and the Galileo Seven playing. Excellent. Which is a good lineup. And uh, I was down. I was down on very muddy North Kent coast last month, mm-hmm. photographing the Lem Price Three, taking some pictures for the new album, weren't you? Absolutely. Yeah, it was good. Fantastic. It was a good day out, and can't wait to see them play live Saturday the fourth of March um, with supporting the Grand Day and the Forefathers. That's going to be a great, great night. Sounds a bit familiar, like one of our gigs, isn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. But you can't go wrong. No, of course. You know, you know that is that is. That's a huge rate slice of Medway, those two bands, yeah. and that'll be a, that'll be a whackingly good night. Great. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, um, and thank you, Paul. Thanks, Steve. Right, and one single that I, I bought, one of the first punk singles, new wave singles I bought back in 1980 was by a band called Manufacture Romance, which was a great single called Time of My Life, which was um, released on Fresh Records, and I loved it. The... the the cover was great. I, I know that Nina Spencer, the vocalist, was, was fantastic. She had a beautiful voice. You know, I had a big crush on her when I was a kid. I, I met the bass player Nick Medlin at the 12 Bar Club. Um, he was in a band called The Vaults and chatted to him about the manufacturer romance and how important that single was for me. And he was such a lovely guy. And unfortunately, he um, he was killed um, just before Christmas, which was terrible news. And um, I'd like to just play manufacturer romance uh, time of my life and RIP Nick Medlin.